Hello, welcome to the Gentleman Makers Shedcast for Friday the 11th of February 2022. Two more weeks under the belt. <laughs> Two more weeks of things to try and remember. I'm sure uh, I forget more than I remember, which of course on occasion when the memory gets retrieved from the deepest recesses of my squishy organic memory data centre, first take, becomes a new joy for a short while. <laughs> There's laughing going on uh, in the background. What's been going on then? Quite a few things. Quite a few things I can remember, of course. At long last, I've managed a trip to our framing studio, which in a straight line is a little over 30 miles away. We'll get to that. To spend a day making three frames for a customer who's been quite patient. The trip in total, uh, though, was a round journey of 140 miles totalling about three hours sat in the car. That's because I had to visit my framing suppliers in Ashford first, which is across country. A nice journey, though. It's in the opposite direction. They were, as always, super helpful. Uh, Mike there, at Wessex Pictures, for all your picture framing needs, not sponsored, helped me out with my order, and the car was soon loaded, and I was on my way to the M20 motorway, and therefore Bexley Heath which is on the outskirts of the London sprawl. Uh, Bexley Heath, it's one of those odd places. It's Bexley Heath in Kent, but it's in a London borough and has been since the 60s. Uh, I've grew up there, and it's always been Kent as far as I'm concerned, but it's uh, the, the wave of growth from London and the spread of the population has, has reached Bexley Heath. And never mind, mind you, um, the, the anxiety monster snuck up and attacked me before I got to the motorway uh, after the framers because they've instigated a new road layout which we've seen in process over the last couple of years but it's there, it's finished now and it was sending me off towards the coast rather than uh, London which caused some difficult moments until I worked out what was happening of course I was being passed by lots of people who are local and using it every day and seeing it develop including one particular car that wanted to be in all three lanes at once for a short stretch. <laughs> I let him go. Crikey. Uh, anyway, uh, of course, being the UK, uh, there were roadworks on the motorway. Uh, we have roadworks on all of our motorways all of the time, it seems. So there was a 50 mile an hour speed limit and only two out of three lanes open. So I was happily crawling along in the traffic, uh, doing a steady 50, listening to Maker's Waffle, which lasted the entire journey and a little bit more. I have to listen at one-to-one -one speed. I can't listen to podcasts faster than they're created. I don't like it. So I listen to all of it. Anyway, there was a flatbed truck ahead, and it was slowing down. And I'd noticed lumps of grey something or other that looked a bit like concrete block chips, although they were being blown by the wind, which is confusing until you realise what you're looking at. And the truck had large sheets of this grey insulation on it, Maybe it was either 50 or 100 mil thick, I couldn't tell at the distance. Uh, some of it was blowing off. And just as I caught up and passed, uh, he was slowing down to a stop at this point. A huge piece blew off, off the truck, glanced off the back of my car, and landed in the carriageway behind me, stopping any followers. So the, the London-bound M20 was therefore shut. <laughs> I carried on. No damage to me. Um, it did worry me a bit, though, because the entire roof of the car is glass. 
it's it's probably quite tough though, isn't it? It's not going to come. It's not like it's a, a cold frame or something. It's not a sixties British car. <laughs> anyway, the picture framing that went well. Even though one of the mouldings I used on one of the pictures was the thinnest I've ever ever had, which presented its own challenges. I think it must have been about ten millimeters thick, maybe less. And the framers points. 15mm long flat nails effectively that are fired from a special gun like a stable gun uh, to secure the picture and its backing board and the, and the glass into the frame um, they went straight through the moulding on the test piece that I made up and out the other side <laughs> now that necessitated a bit of thinking and then me hand pushing all 20 or so around the edge of the, the frame push them in by hand with a hastily concocted tool so I could control the amount of force applied and I only slipped and scraped my fingers once which was was nice fact it's gone now the scratch has gone customer though she was jolly happy which is the entire purpose of framing pictures now it's the random commissions that I like the best another interesting request appeared could I 3d print a part for a glass grinding tool well, of course I could. I always say yes, then I'll work out what and how. The customer couldn't get the part from the machine manufacturer, you see. And can you imagine a, an A4-sized, you know, 12 by 8-inch machine, a few inches thick? Uh, it's a wet grinding machine, so it's got a vertical spindle with a, a, a diamond-edged grinding wheel in it. I think I guess it's diamond. And then a, a flat mesh that you put your glass you're working on against that, you can push it up against the grinding wheel. Anyway, there's an insert, a plastic insert that fits around the grinding head, so it's nice and close. It supports the workpiece, and it's a replaceable item. So it wet, they wear down, because the, the, the wash of fine glass in the water bath grinds the plastic down as you're moving the glasswork across it, etc., etc. So, some careful measurements with my calipers, and a quick drawing in Blender got me close on the first test print and a little bit of tweaking got it spot on it's the original has five three millimeter no idea what that is in inches diameter legs that fit into corresponding holes in the machine and locating pegs effectively and though they were too weak in the pla that i did my test print in so i had to order some petg in white that's got glycol that's what the g stands for can't remember what the pet petro I don't <laughs> have a laugh and find out yourself um, I only had it in grey so I ordered some white and that turned up the following day thank you Amazon and tech bears who make it um, she was very happy anyway I, I um, did a few more test prints and got it spot on and a very happy customer she's busy making things out of glass which she sells through the shop of course and she's shouting about that on her glass forums and uh, Instagram so I might get some orders for more if other people are having difficulty tracking them down. I did some research and, and only found them in a, in a in a larger kit of parts so that seems like an excessive spend if you only want this one part. Notice though that I used Blender there because I've still not cracked Fusion 360. In truth it runs a bit slow on our five-year-old PC laptop uh, and my Mac is too old to run it. And plus, of course, I'm trying to learn it still. A new Mac is on my wish list for this year. I'm working towards that. And then I'll put Fusion on that. 
and I won't have to use the PC at all because Blender runs on the Mac as well, fortunately, although I want to use that less. Now I'm setting aside the rest of today, it's 10 o'clock now, uh, to try some more lessons as it's a bit cold to do any lasering down the shed today without running the heater for a few hours first. And I've only got one small thing to laser, uh, two, two things to laser actually, um, today. It warms up in the next couple of days, so I'll do it then. It's um, it's a balmy three degrees outside at the moment, and the Glowforge prefers at least ten degrees, which is fair enough. I don't like working in three degrees. Fortunately, though, it was warm enough to make a load of lasered buttons this week for another custom order. I used some four millimeter thick beech laminate with an MDF core, and the beech has got, it's got a nice fine grain, uh, which gave really good results on a very small. Just six millimetre high, I was at quarter, just over a quarter of an inch high. Detailed logo of a sewing bobbin wrapped with thread and a needle sticking in it, etc, etc. It took a bit of tweaking on the artwork side, but I created that, so that was easy. And I used the highest resolution of 530 centimetres, 530 lines a centimetre, I think it is, on the laser to achieve a good result. But again, the customer was very happy. Now, I don't advertise this on Etsy, for instance, because the swamp of people lasering any amount of things for not enough money is full to bursting. And a dear old friend of mine said, why trade in the swamp when you can elevate your service, etc., provide the, the same core product, but in a better way. Uh, we can come back to that. And so doing short runs or out of the ordinary things is my preference. A higher charge can be justified then, plus the fact I can create pretty much anything is my selling point. This friend of mine ran a, a mobile disco business at the time. He's retired now. And you look through the local yellow pages, the telephone listing, and there were loads and loads and loads and loads of DJs all offering their services all with manky equipment out the back of a van. They, they, hello, Charlie. Charlie's come to say hello. They, they turn up in jeans and a t-shirt and smoking, and they drink pints whilst they worked. And um, my friend wanted to, to earn more money out of providing listening music for dancing, etc., which is essentially all we did. But we did it wearing dinner jackets. We were always prompt. We were very neat, very tidy, very polite. Never drank on site, ever. Uh, did certainly didn't smoke when that was allowed in enclosed spaces. And a much more professional service that could be relied upon. His business grew. We did some very good gigs, which I will mention at another time. But there you go. Um, if you're providing a service that lots of other people do, look for the things that make you worth more money. And do that very well. Well, the uh, energy and vigour required to exist is gathering strength still, and I feel a little better every day and more able to tackle increasingly complicated things. For instance, today I sat down, in fact I stood up, and achieved some admin, just moving bits of paper here and there into piles to action, piles to throw away, piles to file, etc. And I, and I looked at some bits of paper that might be important. And we live in an age where... So much is presented to us, junk mail, junk adverts on TV, spam adverts on every digital service, 
via our telephones, signs on roundabouts, telling us that the roundabout is sponsored by Spaffer and Cummerbund estate agents, or, or lorry trailers in fields beside the motorway promoting seedy-looking nightclubs or cheap orange holidays. And having the energy to wade through all of this visual input and find the things that matter or could be beneficial is, is hard work. I'm sure you will agree. Still, I'm not going to be beaten by all that. I am soldiering on. On the shop front, we managed to get all of the stock onto the new point-of-sale system that we have. It, uh, it's by Square, you may be aware of. Um, Mr. Pachuto in particular likes Square. Although, no, he likes Square Space. This is just Square. No spaces on this. <laughs> every item from every maker listed, described and priced. It's a database, of course, but it's, it's presented on a, an iPad in a very nice visual way. And we'll have a trial run next week to see how it works in reality. Then it can be presented to all the lovely volunteers and training can be given. It's going to make life easier. Uh, it's uh, integrated with the payment system and we can report easily then to each maker every month with their sales figures and what they've sold specifically. And with some new display furniture on the go as well, um, we are set to improve this year. In fact, the shop was four years old yesterday, and I didn't mention it to anyone. <laughs> Sorry. I got busy. Right. It's almost breakfast time. I've got porridge to, to make and some coffee to make. So we'll end here. I definitely know there was more that happened, but I'll be blowed if I can remember any of it. Uh, I've got fusion to master this afternoon, so I'll speak to you in a few weeks if I don't implode in the interim. Take care, everyone. Bye for now.